Welcome in to a Tuesday edition, but it's it's Monday for you and for us and for everyone else as Labor Day was fantastic for me. I hope it was fantastic for you all as well. I'm Chris Yao. He's Mo Patton, and we are chock full of things to talk about today, Mo. Yeah. Uh, two days worth of stuff, I guess. Plenty. I mean, there, there's there, there's far more information in today's show than we will be able to get in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there just is. So th- th- this is going to kind of snowball into some discussion tomorrow, I'm sure, and then we'll get ready for Thursday night when NFL season opens on Thursday. That's going to be crazy and, and fun. And, and then, of course, we'll have – uh, high school football on Friday, get you ready for college football coming up on Saturday. It's just going to be an absolute blast. This this week, four-day weeks are, are great for a lot of reasons. They're not great for others. <laughs> and oftentimes they're great and not great for the same reasons. That's true. So, yeah. that's, that's, that's true. So we look forward to this one, and we are excited to, to bring you all of the sports news that we can compile into this two-hour segment. So first off, how was, how was your Labor Day? Was it, was it solid? It was, it was not exciting at all, which was perfect. Yeah, I guess that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I needed no excitement. I, I was kind of in the same boat. There was, there was you know, not much going on. My parents did come up and Cousins and whatnot came up on Saturday, stayed Saturday night and Sunday night, left early Monday. But uh, yeah, not not too much of a uh, too much going on. It was just a, a nice, relaxed weekend, a lot of watching football, and it's the last weekend I'll get to do that for a while. So yeah, I did not want a lot of excitement, but we did go um, went over to my folks' house. My sister's birthday was Saturday, gotcha. and so we. Had dinner over there and hung out for a while. So. Never bad. No, it's pretty cool. Never bad. All right. Well, we are, boy, that that's that stuff looks really big today, and it's because the the camera camera's is, closer. Yeah, it, everything just is massive. <laughs> so, may fix that in the next commercial break. But right now, it's not too bad. No, no, it's not too it's bad. It's nice and clear. So. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, just, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's just going to be big. (laughs) Um, let's, let's get into the results from the weekend and today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Tuesday rundown is brought to you. Yeah, By ahead. Zion Christian Academy, ZCA offers a faith-based, Christ-centered education in Murray County. Give them a call today at 931-388-5831 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule your appointment today. Zion Christian Academy, prepared for college, equipped for purpose. High school football action from Friday. Ravenwood down Blackman 35-28. It was East Robertson 20-7. Winners over Monterey. Riverdale Edge Beach 16-14. And a good one there. Tullahoma was a 28-20 winner over Rockville. It was Siegel 35. Smyrna 14. Westmoreland, same score over White House Heritage. Whitwell down Joe Burns 35-8. And Forrest was a 49-8 winner over Community. Mount Juliet down Gallatin 32-26. It was Giles County 44. Fayetteville 20. 
County. Lebanon, a 30-13 winner against Warren County and Creekwood falls to Pearl Cullen, 55-8. It was Greenbrier, 21, Whites Creek, nothing. Hickman County doubles up Summertown, 28-14. While uh, Wilson County, same score. Wilson over, Central. I'm sorry, Wilson Central, uh, same score over Laverne. It was Lawrence County, 27, Lincoln County, 21. Loretta was a 47-13 winner over Harpeth and Marshall County down to Station Camp, 22-11. Mount Pleasant with a big win, 51-35 over Waverly. Maybe the biggest win of the weekend by anyone, including Duke last night. Uh, Richland staves off Wayne County, 14-12. was White House, 27. Montgomery Central, nothing. Cheatham County, 14-6 winners over Cannon County. And Stewart's Creek, 28-14 against Hillsboro. Centennial, 29. Independence, 23. And overtime coverage. Page is a 35-17 winner over Franklin. Also, Brentwood Academy defeated Christian Brothers 37-7. It was Friendship Christian doubling up Columbia Academy 42-21. Middle Tennessee Christian with a 42-13 win over Grace Christian of Franklin. Clarksville Academy defeated Sycamore 27-14. It was Franklin Road Academy 51, Webb School 21. Jackson Christian with a 28-20 win over Good Pasture. Providence Christian defeated Mount Juliet Christian 35-7. It was Battleground Academy 36, National Christian 21. Christ Presbyterian Academy with a 49-20 win over Pope Prep. Lipscomb Academy gets into the win column with a 42-20 win over Briarcrest. It was Ensworth 55, Tresman 0. And in eight-man football, Tri-Cities Christian defeated Zion Christian 48-16. Volleyball action over the weekend. Oakland down Providence. Christian 3-1. Siegel blank. Smyrna 3-0, as did Columbia Central over Santa Fe. Girls soccer action on Friday. East Hickman 3, Lawrence County 2. Girls prep 2, Gallatin nothing in Springfield 6-1. Winners over Greenbrier. On Saturday, Kirkwood blank. Christian County, Kentucky 5-0. And Hendersonville shut out Farragut 3-0. It was Collierville 3, Father Ryan 1. Girls Preparatory School defeated Liberty Creek 2-0. Hardin Valley was a 1-0 winner over Station Camp. Highlands, Kentucky 10. Clarksville nothing. Hopkinsville, Kentucky 4. Kirkwood 1. Gallatin uh, takes care of Maryville 2-1. And Murray, Kentucky was a 3-2 winner over Clarksville. So on Sunday, Liberty Creek defeated Alcoa 1-0. Station Camp doubled up Greenville 4-2, and Father Ryan edged Science Hill 3-2. In Major League Baseball over the weekend, the Braves took two of three over the weekend to finish up winning three of the four-game series. Defeated the Dodgers 6-3 on Friday, 4-2 in 10 innings on Saturday on the strength of an Orlando RC, a three-run homer in the 10th, and fell to the Dodgers 3-1 on Sunday. The Cubs take two of three from the Reds, winning 6-2 and 15-7 with the Reds winning 2-1 on Saturday. The Marlins sweep the Nats 8-5, 11-5, and 6-4. The Yankees sweep the Astros 6-2, 5-4, and 6-1. Brewers took two of three from Philadelphia, winning 7-5 and 7-5 before falling 4-2. Uh, the Pirates took two of three from the Cardinals, winning 4-2 and 7-6 before falling 6-4. And in minor league action. Not good news. Not good news as the Sounds finished up their road trip by getting swept three games at Durham, falling 2-1, 10-2, and 6-2. College football action from over the weekend. Tennessee down Virginia 49-13 at Nissan Stadium. Middle Tennessee State fell to Alabama 56-7, while Tennessee State fell to Notre Dame 56-3. Vanderbilt took care of business over Alabama A&M 47-13. 
while Jacksonville State was a 49-3 winner over East Tennessee State and Southern Illinois down to Austin P 49-23. WNBA action, Las Vegas back in the winning streak column, 103-77 over Seattle. It was New York 86, Chicago 69, the Indiana Fever 97, Dallas 84, Minnesota Downs Phoenix 86-73, and Los Angeles was a 72-64 winner over Washington. Soccer action on Saturday, Charlotte and Nashville SC played to a 1-1 draw. High school volleyball today. At 4 o'clock, Friendship Christian is at Battleground Academy. At 4.30, Friendship Christian is at Battleground Academy. I'm sorry. Also at 4.30, Zion Christian is at Riverside Christian. At 5, Loretto is hosting Hampshire. Warren County travels to Smyrna. At 5.30, John Overton is at Cane Ridge. Also at 5.30, James Lawson, as they have indicated they prefer to be referred to. Wait a minute. I got that backwards. They prefer Lawson, no James. Gotcha. Okay. They, they, they have sent out a communique to that effect. They prefer Lawson. All right, then. Lawson is at Glencliff at 530. Also, Portland is at Valor Collegiate at 530. Middle Tennessee Christian hosting St. Cecilia at 6. Siegel is at Blackman. Columbia Central hosting Lawrence County. Gallatin travels to Hendersonville. Laverne hosts Lebanon. Perry County goes to Mount Pleasant. Riverdale goes to Oakland. Murfreesboro Central is at Summertown. Harpeth is at Sycamore. At 6.30, Spring Hill is at Coffee County. Stewart's Creek is at Wilson Central. And at some point today, we don't know when, Providence Christian plays at Rockville. Girls soccer action this afternoon. John Overton, or Overton, is at McGavick at 4 o'clock. Hunters Lane hosts Cane Ridge. At 4.30, Donaldson Christians at Clarksville Academy at 5, also at 5. Franklin Road Academy goes to Christ Presbyterian, and Ezo Harding hosts Davidson Academy. Glencliff is at Mount Juliet Christian, and Antioch is at Hillsboro. Independence plays host to Murfreesboro Central as well. At 5.30, it's Loretto at Cornersville. Russellville, Kentucky at East Robertson. Grace Franklin hosts Middle Tennessee Christian. St. Cecilia is at Rossview, and STEM Academy hosts Kip Nashville. Six o'clock starts for Hickman County at Cheatham County, Creekwood at Clarksville Northwest, Warren County at Columbia Central, East Robertson hosting Springfield, Forest hosting Zion Christian, Smyrna traveling to Lebanon, White House Heritage at Martin Luther King, Harpeth at McEwen, Kenwood at Montgomery Central, Allen County, Kentucky at Nashville Christian, Pope Prep hosting Lipscomb Academy, Portland hosting Green Hill, Summit going to Spring Hill, Wilson Central at Stewart's Creek, Merrill Hyde is at Sycamore, and Columbia Academy goes to University School of Nashville. Also at 6, Kirkwood is at Waverly. At 6.30, Christian County, Kentucky goes to Clarksville Northeast, Friendship Christian hosts Good Pasture, and Lead Academy is at Lawson. At 7 o'clock, Riverdale is at Blackman. White House is at Bowling Green, Kentucky. West Creek goes to Clarksville. Cook will host Laverne. Rockvale is at Franklin County. Station Camp is at Hendersonville. Greenbrier is at Liberty Creek. Beach goes to Mount Juliet and Oakland hosts Seacorp. Major League Baseball action tonight. The Brewers are at the Pirates at 535 at 540. The Marlins welcome the Dodgers. Also at 540, the Reds are at home against the Mariners at 620. The Cardinals will be at Atlanta 
taking on the Braves. On TBS at 640 tonight, San Francisco's at Wrigley Field taking on the Cubs, and the Astros are at the Rangers at 705. Big series for both of those teams. WNBA action tonight at 6 o'clock on Twitter. You can see the L.A. Sparks and the Connecticut Sun. On NBA TV at 6, it's Chicago and Indiana. And on CBS Sports Network, a doubleheader at 7, it's New York at Dallas. And at 9, it's Washington at Phoenix. And that is your rundown. Vote for a... For a Tuesday rundown that had an extra day, that was a rather... It wasn't as bad as... It was manageable. Yeah. There we go. That wasn't so bad. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Was, I was a little surprised by how... Manageable. <laughs> how much manageable, how manageable that was, in mm-hmm. fact. Top story today is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Neely's Mill, Columbia's Piggly Wiggly. You can go see the fine folks there. They'll take care of your meat and vegetable needs at lunchtime or your fresh produce and, of course, hand-cut meats daily in their meat department. So make sure to go see the fine folks there at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center here in Columbia. Top story, Mo, we have some players of the week to talk about. We do indeed. And and the Tennessee Sports Writers Association got those out to us about – little less than an hour ago so let's hand out a little hardware huh let's do that in football Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton was 21 of 30 for 201 yards and two passing touchdowns along with 33 rushing yards and a pair of touchdowns as well becoming the first UT player to record two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in the same game since Hendon Hooker did so last year against Ball State and the first to do so against the P5 opponent since Josh Dobbs ran for two through for three against Missouri in 2016. So Joe Milton is the TSWA Offensive Football Player of the Week. 2016 Missouri, just they'd rather forget that year. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Um, Defensively, Carson Newman, sophomore sophomore linebacker, Jake Cottle, Eight tackles, one and a half sacks, and a pass breakup in the Eagles, I assume win, even though there's no scoring here, over Virginia Lynchburg. Well, yeah, considering Virginia Lynchburg had 75 yards of total offense. And one first down in the second (laughs) half. Yeah. So I I can't imagine they won. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Men's soccer, Lipscomb sophomore and former Grace Christian Academy of Franklin standout Malachi Jones. Who? Oh. Yeah. Malachi. Malachi. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, scored the opening goal against number 15, St. Louis, in an eventual 2-1 to one win. Hey, how about you, Lipscomb? Also picked up assists on both goals against Charlotte in a 2-2 draw. So... Malachi Jones, the men's soccer player of the week. Lipscomb getting a top 25 win is pretty solid. That is solid. Well done. Um, Chattanooga sophomore forward, Caroline Richvalski. That's what I'm going with. Okay. I'm I'm with you on that one. Nine points. She had four goals and an assist. Um, Scored the game winner against Austin Peay. Had a hat trick scoring all three of 
Chattanooga's goals and a 3-1 win over Jacksonville State. Sorry. Um, Jack first, State. I'm, I'm sorry, Jack State. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have to send out that communique. That, that, that communique, yeah. <laughs> um, first hat trick for a Chattanooga player since 2017. Uh, Rich Volsky led the team in shots taken and shots on goal for the week. Shots taken and shots on goal. I'm not enough of a soccer yeah. head to realize that there's a difference in those. I, okay. I was not aware. I, I did not know. In volleyball, Austin P. hitter Michaela Powell um, led the governors to three wins at the Lindenwood Invitational. 18 kills against the host Lions, 24 kills against Indiana State, along with eight digs and five blocks. Um, became the second Division I player to record 30 kills this season as she collected 30 kills with 15 digs in Austin Peay's final game. I don't know who that was against. Does not say. She was the fourth Austin P player to reach the 30-kill milestone and the first since 2012. Listen, a 46% attack percentage is insanity. That's one of every two attempts you are scoring a point. That's there you go. pretty dead. That's solid. That's solid. It, it will earn you a player of the league honor. <laughs> I would, you know what? I would be surprised if, if she wasn't on the list for a – National Volleyball Player of the Week in the NCAA. <laughs> with, with that kind of weekend? With, with that kind of weekend, I would be – I mean, I don't – I don't know if if anyone, you know, throws those out there, but – Sure, but someone does. I'm sure someone does. I, I would I would be interested to see if, if, if there's – in you know, how, how to get that information. But, yeah, I would be really shocked if she wasn't in a conversation <laughs> – you for, would, for that one. You would certainly like to so. thank. Congratulations to all of this week's Tennessee Sports Writers Association's College Players of the Week in football, soccer, and volleyball. That's right. All right, we'll take a break here when we come back. The AP poll is out, so we'll talk about that. We're unveiling a new segment today as we bring you what would normally be on the Monday Mirror but uh, we're going to give you the Monday Mirror Mon Stars. They had Monster Weeks stars for their teams. We've got three of them each, and we'll get them to you right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. 
Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to the Lee Company studio here in Columbia on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao. He's Maurice Patton, and we are debuting a new segment. Oh, the Mirror Monday, Monday Mirror Monstars. As the- we look back Tra- over what transpired over the weekend and recognize some of the Top individual performances. Monstars. That's right. If you will. They are stars in the southern sky. That's not how it goes. No. no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, 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 to doing this going forward and trying to find, you know, some of the, the more, uh, maybe some of the unsung guys over the last few days. And, yeah. So... I'll let you start. You can pick your first Monstar of the Week. My first Monstar of the Week comes from Spring Hill's Thursday night streak-ending victory up at Maplewood. Alan Alderson, the senior running back, had 20 carries for 142 yards and two touchdowns in the Raiders' 41-14 win. That's big. That's that was big. That, he was a monster Thursday. Yeah, I, I would I would say he absolutely was, and you know th- this it, it can't be overstated how important it is for individuals to be you know obviously 
the individual performances in that streak ending. Video. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I, th I think you got to, you got to really put some emphasis on that. So well done to one half of the Alderson twins. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go with kind of an obvious one. Here, I think Keon Coleman, three touchdown catches for Florida state and their big win over LSU. And Keon Orlando. Coleman from Opelousas Parish, Louisiana. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he certainly transferred from Michigan State. Couldn't couldn't get a sniff out of high school or out of the portal from LSU. Yeah, you know the portal obviously I think is one thing, but you know whatever was happening when he was coming out of high school to LSU, <laughs> it's just you know. Man, that's bad. Played at, <coughs> played at Opelousas Catholic so. in Louisiana. 6'4", Two-sport dude. Two-sport dude was fantastic. And was Apparently fantastic. played basketball at Michigan State as well. Wow. Didn't realize that. Maybe that's why LSU was like, no, nah, we just want you to play one thing, dude. Uh, bad, bad news bears there. Well, I mean... Um, Florida State's had some success with multiple sport guys. See Charlie Ward and Jameis Winston, among others. Well, and a certain coach yeah. from this weekend as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into athletes turned coaches in our top five segment later today. Mm -hmm. All right, number two. Number two. Staying on Thursday night, staying in the same house, Ashton Alderson. Okay. Five tackles, three pass breakups. A fumble recovery for a touchdown and an interception return for a touchdown. That's insane. That is that is absolute insanity. I think Ben Martin may send a limo for Allen and Ashton going forward just to make sure they get to the games. Heck of a day yeah. for, for the Alderson twins. There's no question. Yeah. So my second one is please understand that I nor you ever thought that this name would come up in a Monstar discussion. Texas State quarterback T.J. Finley. <laughs> yeah, 450. I thought about you when I saw this. 451 yards for the year, three touchdowns, 40 yards on the ground, another score. You know, and here's the thing. They uh, they absolutely did everything that they had to do. And Dave Aranda, poor guy, that, that's a tough loss for for Baylor. So well done, TJ Finley, put it put, putting a team on your back and going to get a win over an FBS or over a Power Five team. Well done. Yep. If I had a sticker, I'd put it on the helmet. There we go. Um, maybe we should get some Monstar stickers. Some Monstar stickers. That's a yeah. good idea. Um. My third monster, probably painfully obvious, but when you play upwards of 125 snaps in a day game on Saturday, you catch 11 balls for 119 yards and a touchdown, and you save a touchdown with an interception, and oh yeah, you beat the 
reigning national runner-up. Yeah. Travis Hunter, um, cornerback slash wide receiver from Colorado, is my third monster. Solid. Can't beat that. All right, my third monster, I'm going to go to the high school ranks. And I mentioned and mentioned that it's probably one of the biggest wins of the weekend, Mount Pleasant over Waverly. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Darian Mesa here only because he did it both, you know, catching it and running it. But a heck of a job uh, from from Darian Mesa, who had a 64 yard. Uh, I'm sorry, that was two weeks ago. No, no that was McClure. Oh, uh, Mesa had three touchdown catches. And had a just nominal game. He he and Jaden McClure had 232 total yards in the game, but uh, rushing between the two on the mm-hmm. ground. So nearly 100 yards rushing, 154 yards in the air. Darian Mesa. Hang on just a second. Let me. Because you, you you've got 10 for 147 for for McClure. Mm-hmm. And they did 232 together. So that's 185. It's 85 yards for him. He had 85 rushing yards on six carries. He had 154 receiving yards on four catches. Yeah. So he's continuing to be efficient with his his touches. Yeah. When he touches it, strike up the band. Mm, Yeah. Go ahead and just to start early. What is it that they say? Hitting his head on the goalpost? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every time he touches it, just go ahead and get ready because he he might take it all the way. So Darian Mesa is my third monster of the week. Well-deserved. AP poll is out, Mo, and Georgia remains number one. And obviously they took care of business, 48 to seven over Tennessee Martin, but it was not without a fight from the Skyhawks early in that first half. Because I can tell you, I, I, I'm watching the game, and, and, and I see 7 nothing in the second quarter, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was not expecting to see that score. No. Uh, and, you know, some folks who in, in, in Athens might – might have said that they might have seen it coming as Todd Munkin left and Mike Bobo's back. Well, here didn't like Mike Bobo the first time no, he was there. No, no, they did not. So here's my thing, though. I don't know how much of it is a function of Georgia and how much of it's UT Martin. I mean, they're the number one team in the country. They should not be scoring seven points in a in a quarter plus against Tennessee Martin. I don't care how good Tennessee Martin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I, number I, one team in the country. Right, I get so, it. So well done, Tennessee Martin. I think they played. I, I think they went there, played hard. They mm-hmm. they played well, and you can't take anything away from the Skyhawks in that one. Mm-hmm. Michigan sticks. Alabama moves up one as a uh, sure. result. Is that some respect for MTSU or what? What exactly well, is that? I'm a little surprised that Florida State's not three here. Um, they got three first place votes, which was second most among anyone else. Mm-hmm. As Michigan received just two, and Georgia the rest. But Alabama moved up because Ohio State fell two. They fell 
two spots to number five while Florida State comes in at number four. So I'm not surprised at Ohio State falling. I don't think they were very impressive at all. They were not. Getting that 23-3 win over Indiana. So there's there's that. Um, guy, to me, I feel like you know, this is almost a really – this is a really good job by sports writers to you know, take a real hard look at, you know, at what happened over the weekend. Mm -hmm. I think LSU dropping to 14 is a little ridiculous. I mean, I think that's a pretty, there's nine spots for losing to a top 10 team. That's, I don't know that, but they didn't just lose to a top 10 team. They got outscored 24 to nothing before they got a touchdown late. That was meaningless. Yeah, I, I don't. And it was forty-five seventeen at one point. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think the first half, they, I mean, it was seventeen, you know, seventeen, seventeen at the half. I, I thought LSU looked okay in the first half of it. I mean, Mike Norvell just outcoached Brian Kelly at the halftime, and that's not something I had on my twenty twenty-three bingo card. But <laughs> I don't know that you know you can take a look at that second half and say LSU's just not very good. I think they've got some work to do. Mm -hmm. I think. LSU is going to end up being better by the end of the year because they're not going to have number four just roaming around. He's going to be actually doing something. Can't imagine that they're going to make the same mistake Alabama did with Will Anderson for an entire season. <laughs> so, anyway, Tennessee moves into the top ten. Big win over Virginia. I, you know, it, they kind of got off to a slow start offense. They did. They really did. Yeah, but they – um. They pick some things up. They um, figure some things out. But here's the thing. They got off to a slow start offensively. Defense looked Defense fantastic. played lights out all game. And, and, and that was one of the things that I think most everybody was – nobody was really worried about Tennessee's offense. They mm -hmm. obviously wanted to see Joe Milton do, you know, do some things. And, and I think – I think he played really well. Still had some problems with some overthrows. Um, but not – not to the point where it was just oh my glaring. God. Mm -hmm. I think he took some he took something off a couple of balls. The ball that hit Ramel Keaton in the hands. Mm. You know, if if he throws it just a tad bit harder, it's you know I think it's it's not even close. But Keaton's got to catch that, and he scores if he does. Right, right. So you know, I'd much rather him underthrow it and it hit a guy in the hands than him overthrow it with no opportunity to catch it. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought Milton played really well. I think he he did some things, and I, and somebody mentioned this, and I, I really thought it was a great analogy or a great point. He played quarterback well rather than just being a good thrower. Mm -hmm. He he read the field. He saw the field. He took what the what is what his defense gave him. He took some some runs. Made a couple big runs. Like, Did you see the stiff arm? Saw the stiff arm. I, I, I really feel like, you know, he played the position in a Josh Hypo offense really, really well. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm really impressed with, with, with what Tennessee did. I think number nine is probably a great spot for them. I think Washington State beating up on Boise was a big win. <laughs> I think they, they certainly deserve to move up as well. Washington. I'm sorry, Washington. Washington. I was – reading Boise State when I said mm -hmm. that. Notre Dame moves up three spots, but Tennessee jumps them. 
That's, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess a 49-13 win over a Power 5 opponent versus Tennessee State. And obviously no disrespect to, to the Tigers, who early, as you know, we were. Yeah, they had some shots early, man. They just could not take advantage. Yeah, I mean, they moved the ball well in, you know, the first couple of drives, and that's what you expect. The first couple of drives you want to see, you feel like, you know, you should see some, there, there should be some equality in there. Right, early on. But it should wear on you. As depth and, mm-hmm. you know, the physicality of, of Notre Dame wears on you, you, you can certainly understand Tennessee State right. not being able to keep it up. So uh, Notre Dame moves up. Utah up a pair. Oregon up a pair, LSU again down nine. It, you know, who was who was your biggest winner of the week? <laughs> My biggest winner is number twenty-one, Duke. Yeah, I mean Clemson down to twenty-five, and not sure that they should have gotten that. But mm, as a, as exactly. you look at the others receiving votes, you kind of go, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> who else? Right, right, because Iowa. Is Iowa. Is Iowa. Mm-hmm. And the 25 points per game average didn't quite <laughs> yeah, take whatever. shape. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, Colorado moves into 22. Here's the problem with Colorado. We can get in, we'll get into this in rapid fire reaction mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. But I worry that Colorado may be getting a little bit more hype than they deserve. Right mm, now. Could be. Because I'm telling you, and I said this, look, I, I have searched and I have searched and I have searched and I have searched and I have searched, <laughs> but I cannot find it anywhere. But as God is my witness, I predicted Colorado to beat TCU in the, the day after they hired Prime. <laughs> That there was a, there was a conversation being had about about Colorado's. Um... Wait 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 wait. <laughs> when we picked conversation, <laughs> no, there was a conversation. Where's he coming from? Hold on. We there was our... a conversation about. Now listen, it, things changed, but my my point at the time was that TCU was going to be very down. Hmm. And. My overthinking got the best of me, you know, thinking that TCU was going to be was going to take care of business because I thought, you know, Colorado's got some athletes, but I don't know if they got that many athletes and TCU can't be that bad. Right. (laughs) But the. You know, the more you watch that game, Mm -hmm. the more obvious it was that TCU was really that bad. And I don't know how much of it was what was Colorado. I did. I did remember though on our picks, uh, something similar to the effect of, I was the only one picking prime. <laughs> no, absolutely, you did. And, and but again, it was my overthinking. Right. You know, I felt like it's me every time. You know, but immediately after that conversation, I thought this is, to me, it felt like TCU was in a position to where. They had a lot of expectation, mm-hmm. and they lost all but like three starters. Right. And I, I swear to you, if I could find that conversation that I had on Twitter, I would because I actually picked Colorado to go like seven and five. Who do they have next? Uh, let's take a look and see. 
Um, I'd love for them to keep going. Well, it's hey, you know they've got Nebraska, which I think is a win. Interesting. And I, I picked them to go seven and five in, in in that conversation. And gosh, if I could find it anywhere, I would give anything because you know <laughs> people gave me all kinds of grief about it, all kinds of grief about it. Well, you know, uh, Prime was taking Nate, or you know, he had his receipts out this past weekend. Telling everybody, you were a hater, you were a hater, you believed, you were a hater. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, again, I, I worry, and this may be me overthinking, I worry that Colorado may be getting a little more hype than they, they deserve. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, like when we were talking about it on Friday, um, and I'm sure this was a sentiment all around, the spread was what, 28? Something like 20 and that. a half. 20 and a half. Uh, you know, it would have been – they would have got a lot of media attention even if Colorado got close to Cover. that. Yeah, like. just covered. Right, exactly. No, I, I think that's part of it, and I guess the reason that I kind of went away my, – my thought process was, yes, they've got, they've got some really good athletes, but I really felt like, just like with Tennessee State, that they were going to be good early, and then TCU would – kind of wear them down because they didn't have the depth. But it appears that TCU also didn't have the depth. Right. And so it just kind of kept going. And, and so I think that's where, I think that's where that, that one kind of. I'd be curious to see how TSU or TCU does for the rest of the season. Like, like if they start winning, you know, like how weird that would that be? <laughs> I don't think TCU is going to be winning. <laughs> right. I really don't. I don't think TCU is going to be very good. Um, I think Colorado is still going to win six or seven ball games because based on their schedule, I think their schedule plays really well. With them. Although the Pac-12 did go 13-0, and and that's something we'll talk about a little bit later. But, uh, you know, I I feel like this is, a, you know, they're, they're kind of built for that. They're kind of built for – for this type of schedule. And so if they, you know, if dude can play a hundred plays a game, they're going to have an opportunity to win a lot of them. So let's take a break and come back. When we come back, we will talk a little Braves. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond and Joint is back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding, for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Second baseman Felix Mion may have had the quietest 5-for-5 game ever, scoring the Braves' first run in an eventual 5-3 win over host Houston. Mion had five singles, drove in no runs, and crossed the plate only on Earl Williams' third inning base hit. Mion was stranded in in the first, fourth, and sixth, and was forced at second in Hank Aaron's ground ball double play the end of the eighth. That was this day in Braves' history. Rather uneventful, five for five. I don't even know how you can have an uneventful five for five, but like that, I guess. <laughs> Just base knocks and no runs. How do you get on base five times and never and, and only score once? Well, you play for the Braves in the seventies. That that has something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's how you do it. So, oh man, well. Plenty of events, full stuff happening over the weekend for Atlanta in uh, L.A. as they go eight and two on the road trip. But 
earned the season series W over Los Angeles. But the only games they lost were on Sundays. Yeah, they don't like Sundays, apparently. They've not won on Sunday since I saw them on Sunday against Milwaukee. Good Lord. The final weekend in July. I, I saw something on Twitter, and this is a question that I wanted to pose. The Braves, the Braves did not necessarily see but one of the Dodgers' top pitchers. <laughs> and and they won't see him. Well, no, the Bradley, the guy that beat Morton. Oh, Bobby Miller? Bobby Miller. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, because I'm, I'm not including mm -hmm. Urias at this point. How much of a factor is it going, it, it could there be in the postseason when the Dodgers have seen off, you know, four of the Braves guys, the four that they're probably going to see outside of maybe Kyle Wright, mm -hmm. versus the Braves not having seen Kershaw and, you know, some of the other guys at the top of that rotation. I, I mean, I don't know. Could could that be an issue? I don't think so because I think the Braves have seen those guys often enough historically, and as you've pointed out on these very airwaves. Bring Kershaw on, please. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that. So. But, I mean, Bueller's out. Not going to see Urias. So, I guess Kershaw, Lynn, Bobby Miller, and Ryan Yarbrough, that's their, that, that, those are their starters. So, I guess. And we didn't see Yarbrough. We didn't see Yarbrough. We didn't see Kershaw. Um, but Yarbrough's not been, I mean, anything, you know, just otherworldly, yeah, he's got a 3-5 ERA, but crap, that's any decent pitcher. I mean, I just don't think – I think the best way to say it is I would take my chances with this offense against any pitcher in Major League Baseball. Okay. Well, and I don't disagree. I, I, just, I just worry more about – their offense taking advantage of having seen our guys, having seen those guys, and do we do we really want to get in? I mean, yeah. Do I, I do I trust in the Braves if we get into a scoring match? Absolutely. I just don't know. I think just like the quick hook with Charlie Morton on Sunday, I think in a playoff situation, I think the approach is going to be different by the pitchers. I think the approach is going to be different by you know, Kranitz and, and Snitker, I think um, the bullpen will probably be deployed a little bit differently. Um, I mean, I, the Dodgers are a tough group offensively. They're not as deep as the Braves, and I think we saw that over the course of the four-game series. But they've got some guys that can hurt you, and – but like you said, this this pitching staff with Freed, Strider, Morton, and then wherever you decide to go for number four can get guys out consistently at a high level. So, well, the way Bryce Elder pitched, you'd think it would be him right now. <laughs> I, I mean, but 
again, the Braves just looked like the best team in baseball over the weekend. Mm -hmm. In in every in and I mean they lost they lost three one on Sunday. You weren't going to sweep the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, you, you just weren't. They're they're too good. Well, and not just the Dodgers, but it's four game series, and those are almost impossible to sweep. And just, taking taking three out of four from the Dodgers in L.A. I don't think anybody would have realistically asked for that. I think the best you could have hoped for was a sweep. I mean, a split, excuse me. Yeah. I don't disagree. So, I, I mean, I expected a split. Mm -hmm. Was happy to get the three the three that we got. I, I just I just worry, you know, long term. I, and it's just me thinking out loud because I read that and I thought, you know, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. This is a really good Dodgers lineup. And – and not to look that far down the road because obviously there's plenty you know, between now and then to get there. But I mean, when you say it's a good Dodgers lineup, you also got to take into consideration that you saw guys again, I, I still don't know who Michael Bush is. Rookie. You know, you saw Miguel Rojas at shortstop. Some um, yeah. Rosario is not bad, but he's not great. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, the Braves have got some of those too now. Orlando Arcia has nearly hit 20 home runs. But, you know, the, the Braves have some of those guys that, that can beat you on any given night. Rosario, uh, the Braves are Rosario. Hey, I mean, he, he gives you an opportunity. You never know. I mm -hmm. mean, just ask the Dodgers. They'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, they kind of have those guys that that might beat you. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. I don't think that I don't think that the best part of their lineup is as good as the Braves' best part of its lineup overall. Right. Uh, one through five, I think the Braves are easily better. I, I just I, again though, when you're talking about the 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 fact that Mookie and Freddie and and those guys have have seen you know Will Smith even they've mm -hmm. seen your best. And they're very, very good cerebrally. Mm -hmm. That's that's where you go. Okay, let's. It's just 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 throwing it out there. Oh, it's going to be buckle up baseball. Oh, sure, sure. I, and 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 it would have been either way, whether the Braves won three or four or lost three or four mm -hmm. in this series. The, the the NLCS should those two teams make it, which they didn't either last year did. But should those two teams see each other in the NLCS for the third time in four years? I would certainly rest easier if it's somebody other than the Dodgers. The it would make me, uh, yeah, it would certainly make me a little bit happier. But yeah. anyway, um, Michael Soroka will pitch tonight for Atlanta. That's um, International League Pitcher of the Mike, uh, Pitcher of the Month, Michael Soroka, by the way. I'm not entirely sure what the deal is here, <laughs> um, but it's on. Again, I, I don't understand what the Braves' thought process is here. I mean, if they have confidence enough in him to, to, to bring him up now, maybe, do they think that he has improved that much? I wonder if – because I would have thought Darius Vines 
would have been the guy coming off that start at Colorado. Certainly had the success. Um, I wonder if you just want to see him to see if he can give you something in the postseason, if he's a candidate for a postseason spot. Or maybe they felt like they needed to reward him because of the guys that they have brought up at other points and kind of concerned from a psyche standpoint. I don't know. I don't know if that figures into the decision or not, but in five starts for Gwinnett in August, he went, he had a two seven, seven ERA with eight walks and 34 strikeouts over 26 innings and uh, opponents batting average of 165. Yeah. I mean, maybe they want to see if that translates. He's been as good as anybody. Well, and anybody is wine and Schuster and vines. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's certainly earned the opportunity, I, I guess. Well, he's earned the, he earned the opportunity down there. Darius Vines earned the opportunity in Colorado. So, I mean, I don't know. Again, my, my, my question is if that's where you're at and you're going to reward Michael Soroka for being, you know, I.O. Pitcher of the Month, then it – almost solidifies the fact that you didn't have faith in him when you sent him back down in August. So you you could have maybe gotten away with it and just said, hey, man, we're just going to keep you there until the roster expands and the season's over. You know, we may bring you up in October, whatever, just but but we're going to keep you down there and 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 let you work this out and 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 get get on your your get your routine down and all of that before we really worry about it. We'll worry about it next year. Instead, now it's like, yeah, you sucked up here last time, so we didn't bring you back. And it's, I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's like a weird situation. I don't know. It's Well, I mean, it is a weird situation. It's a weird situation all the way around because he's working back from the injury. He's redone his, you know, his, his motion and – and oh, by the it's way, it's still a work in progress, you know. And oh, by the way, Bryce Elder and Kyle Wright have been fantastic, and now we have five guys. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, Braves lineup tonight. Have you got it? Braves lineup tonight. I do have it. I got to get back. Braves. Acuna, Albies, Riley. Shocked on up. Olson, Ozuna, Rosario. Another shock. More shock. Murphy. Who's been struggling, but at the plate. Harris in the eighth spot in, left, in, in center field. Nicky Lopez at nine getting the start at shortstop. Interesting. Orlando getting a day off, I assume. Huh. And well, again, the International League Pitcher of the Month for August, Michael Soroka getting the start. As the Braves open a six-game homestand and a three-game series against St. Louis. Pittsburgh coming in for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All right. We take a quick break here. When we come back, the top of the hour Titans report with Terry McCormick, powered by Zen Sports. So stick around. We'll be right back after these short messages. of the
Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, alongside Maurice Patton, and we are coming to you from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. Right now, though, we take you to Terry McCormick with today's top-of-the-hour Titans report, powered by Zen Sports. Terry, what's going on in the world of the Titans? Well, it is your Titan Insider Daily Zen Sports Report. Changing the bonus game for the better. The Titans are ready to play a regular season game on Sunday. They will start preparation for that in earnest tomorrow on Wednesday with a normal practice routine of Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday before they head to New Orleans and the Superdome to face the Saints on Sunday. A little bit interesting, guys. Yesterday, Mike Brable held a press conference. He was asked about the backup quarterback situation. Now, that's not something you want to have to use if you're the Titans, but he refused to declare one guy, either Malik Willis or Will Levis, as his number two quarterback, saying that that would stretch out uh, into later in the week before a decision on that was made. So I found that interesting because Malik Willis has played the lion's share of the reps in preseason, you would think that he would have the nod as the number two quarterback going into this opener simply based on experience because we haven't seen very much of Will Levis due to that thigh injury. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I saw I saw Malik Willis's name first on the depth chart, but I wasn't – I didn't know exactly what that meant or, or if there was any, you know, anything to it, if it was just – the fact that M comes before W in the alphabet, I, I, I don't I didn't know. It's a good question to ask, I, you know, and I'm really interested to see how that works out. Now, that being said, it's game week, so we are all looking forward to this Sunday and the New Orleans Saints. So uh, we, we appreciate, obviously, getting some information, and we'll, we'll get more tomorrow, I assume, after they get uh, after they get off the practice field. Absolutely. Guys, Fantastic. Sports Titan Insider Daily Report. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. With Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it too. Keep betting and keep earning up to 3% cash back rewards on your betting volume. Best of all, earn cash commission on your referral bets with Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Chip Walters joins us on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Morning Joints. Come back with us.
Let your child play like the pros this fall season and join Titans Flag Football in their NFL Flag Football League. Titans Flag Football is no contact, easy to learn, convenient with teams meeting once per week for practices and games on Sundays. And we cannot forget, it's ridiculously fun. Teams are co-ed with ages from pre-K through 8th grade in select locations across Middle Tennessee. Visit TitansFlagFootball.com and sign up before registration closes on September 4th. Let's play together and win together this fall season with Titans Flag Football. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. Y'all, I'm serious right now. They have a dragon here. I saw it. What? Like, no, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. <gasps> Do you hear that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. There is nothing better than drinking an ice-cold beverage while taking in a Nashville Sounds baseball game. Hi, I'm Stephanie Miller with Mornings on Main Street. The Nashville Sounds and Main Street Media Television have teamed up to promote Sunday Family Fun Day here at First Horizon Park, each Sunday home game. Just go to your favorite Main Street Media website and click on Sounds Main Street Media Day banner to register to win free tickets. And then we'll see you here at the ballpark. That's right. We'll see you at the ballpark if you come out this week to see the Nashville Sounds and the Memphis Redbirds featuring Josh Donaldson in the Sounds uniform. We need to go. Are, are we going Thursday to get our short sleeve hoodies? Short sleeve hoodies? Yeah. It's a good question. <laughs> Thursday? There's a lot going on on Thursday. I'm looking forward to Thursday. So, but, but, but a trip to the ballpark is never a bad idea. Uh, but yeah, so check out the sounds at home this week. Only two more home stands. This one, and then they're out next week, and, and then they're back for the final regular season week. That's correct. So before they go to Las Vegas, I don't think they're going to get there. Hey, speak it into existence, baby. Come on <laughs> I now. Think, listen, on, I, I, have faith. I have more. You have more faith than I do in this one. Oh man. Well. It is Tuesday, even if it is Monday, here on this right. on this Monday Mirror Top Five Tuesday mashup edition, and we get to talk with our friend Chip Walters, who is back from T Town in Tuscaloosa. Chip, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's uh, into the game week grind, and this is this is just one of those weird weeks because everything gets compressed. But we're going to have a lot of these over. The, the yeah. next, uh, you know, next week, the next two weeks are going to be kind of regular. And then all of a sudden, all heck's going to break loose when we have uh, the, the short prep weeks for four straight games. But, uh, you know, back from Alabama, uh, you know, in Alabama, uh, you know, they, they, they looked a part of a top five football team on Saturday for sure. 
And, it, you know, and, and I don't know how much of the game you guys got to watch, but, you know, it was one of those where when it was over, you felt like, you know, you didn't play real bad, uh, but Alabama is just good enough to take advantage of any and every mistake you make. And Middle had one turnover that they took advantage of, a couple of, you know, untimely penalties that took a, you know, third and short back to third and long. Uh, the uh, And I'm, I can't wait to talk to Coach Stock tonight about the uh, the first penalty of the game, uh, the the, oh, the the targeting call that was, was made horrid. That was horrid. That was a uh, you're in an, you're at an SEC venue. We're going to send you a message right here. Kind of call it appeared to me. Well, and and the thing is, you're in an SEC venue against a top five team. You didn't need that message sent right. <laughs> That's right. There. Exactly. I mean, they didn't need any help. Yep, that's but right. all you did was eject our starting cornerback. That's right, and uh, so and then and then Alabama obviously is smart enough to go pick on that position when you got a backup in there. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, because they had a depth chart, that's correct. They did. That's correct, and uh, not that Mo would ever come with the passive aggressive. Uh, uh, going on there, but I, hey, I got you. I, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know. That's right. The, uh, you know, when I look back at, at things that, that happened in the game and, and there was a, there was a stretch from about. Oh no. We lost you. Should have been 14-3 at worst. Could have been 14-7, but you miss a field goal. Again, there's a mistake that you – that was self-inflicted right there. But it went from what should have been 14-3 or 14-7 to 28 nothing. And then at that point, you were trying to dig yourself out of a big hole. But I thought Middle's defense uh, against, the, uh, against the run was pretty good, except the quarterback run. I mean, they stopped the running backs – but uh, you know Alabama has proven they've got uh, with Jalen Milrow. He's he's kind of special, and uh, and you know they kind of had the the tarp over you know all the quarterbacks at practice. But there there is no question after seeing all three of those guys that that Milrow is 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 the guy for Alabama. And you know he, he you know they keep talking about it. He goes out there and scores five touchdowns in his first start as as Alabama's starting quarterback and on the defense on the offensive side for middle they moved the football I thought Nick Vadiato I mean really kind of made one error and and, it, and he paid for it but uh you know here against Missouri it's going to be a little bit of a different challenge and I, but I think this team is going to be going to be very much okay once we get into our league for sure I think Chip you and you mentioned Jalen Milrow and you know, when he fumbled that snap early yeah. in the game and then he picks it up and he goes the distance, I mean, the good thing about that is you're not going to see another quarterback of that caliber, of that, you know, with that type skill set, I don't imagine, the rest of the way. No, and I, I was, I, I, it kind of reminds me a little bit of three, what, two or three years ago going to Liberty and having to face Malik Willis. A uh, little bit of a similar type situation there, but you know, uh, 
this week Missouri's quarterback is not going to be that dual threat. He's very good, but uh, but not the the dual threat that we saw from Alabama. And uh, and and I think this team. I'll tell you personally, I felt a whole heck of a lot better driving back from Tuscaloosa Saturday night than I felt coming back from uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia last year. I, I felt that uh, the team played was was much better against Alabama than than they were last year in the opener against uh, James Madison. But you know that year turned out turned out okay last year, and James Madison turned out to be a really good football team, which we mm-hmm. know Alabama's going to be. Yeah, you know, as as far as these type of games go, you you really just want to make sure that you get out healthy. And, and so, I mean, how, how do you feel like the team is going to be going forward? Uh, you know, obviously, you got another SEC opponent this weekend. So they, yeah, from a health stand, yeah, from a health standpoint, Jalen Ram uh, was the only player who was helped off the field that I remember. Uh, Alabama had a couple of starters that went off uh, with injuries on the defensive side. Both were defensive backs, but Ram, uh, he was favoring his right leg, uh, and he is uh, still on the depth chart, I think. And uh, just trying to get a, a quick look uh, where he is. Uh, he's not on the two deep right now, so that may be a, a day-to-day, but it did not was not uh, communicated to us that it was anything that was super serious. It may be that he, he's just uh, taking it easy here early in the week. We may see that depth chart will change again on Thursday. Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Um, Chip, you mentioned Nick Vadiato. You mentioned the defense. Um Anybody specifically defensively that kind of jumped out at you on on Saturday? I know it was a tough night for them as a whole. I tell you, Parker Hughes uh, had uh, he had a sack, he had a tackle for loss, uh, and he only, he was only listed as having two official tackles, and both were uh, you know one was a sack, one was was uh, a tackle for loss, but. He is a, uh, a a 6'2 linebacker from Elizabethan, and he uh, it just seemed like he was in and around plays all night long, even though he didn't get the uh, the credit uh, you know for for more actual official numbers. He was in on a lot of plays, and as they like as uh, Scott Schaefer likes to talk, he was on a lot of television plays when you had a lot of guys on the TV screen at the end of a play, whether he was actually making the play or right there with it. He, he was there. I, I was really, I thought he really played well. All those up front guys, Quindarius Dunnigan uh, showed his athleticism, uh, defensive end 6'4", 256 out of Macaulay, uh, just an outstanding player. Uh, trying to replace, uh, you know, you had two punters battling the other night. Not sure if there was a clear-cut winner in that one, but but uh, Turk and Tillman, uh, not Turk Tillman, former Eastern Kentucky basketball star, uh, <laughs> uh, but Trey Turk and uh, Miles Tillman. Uh, Miles Tillman is from Sparkman Tillman. High School in uh, Huntsville. Tillman and, uh, boomed it. Yeah, he did. He really did. 
I, I thought he might have gotten a, a, just a if he had a slight edge coming out of that game. But Trey Turk, first ball he hit looked heavy to me, and then after that he kind of loosened up and, and kicked it pretty well. But you know when you're fa- replacing the guy you replace at, at punter uh, from a year ago who was a real weapon, I thought those two held up pretty well. Uh, Turk's from Oakland, right? Yes, he is. He played at Oakland. Okay. All right. Cool. Now he's got a fresh leg. Yeah, he does. He does because he didn't get used much in high school. Uh, How do you even get recruited as a punter out of Oakland? Out of Oakland. <laughs> you got to go to be, camps. Must be from summer camps. It's got to yeah, be. You got to go to camps because you. Ain't or punting. you got to go to practice and watch him yeah, one or the other. I mean, that's that's tough. <laughs> I tell you, you know, out of the run game, uh, Jaquel Middlebrook ended up being the leading rusher. He is a a, a true freshman from uh, Fayetteville, Georgia. And, uh, and, you know, he had some real wiggle to him and really liked, you know, what I saw there. Flip Cradle, the Northern Illinois transfer, thought he played well. Bryce Bailey, who was not even on the depth chart at receiver, uh, scored the touchdown on a slant. And, uh, he, and he is a redshirt sophomore out of Cochrane, Georgia. But uh, there was a, a lot of guys played the other night. And Alabama played a lot of guys in middle, in particular, in the second half played a ton of guys once the score got out of hand and, and I think, you know, pretty good learning experience for a lot of guys. And, and, uh, and, you know, you got to tip your hat to Alabama because they, they played such a clean game, only had what, two penalties all night. And, uh, and the thing, you know, everybody talks about, Oh, you don't want to go in there and get hurt. But, you know, I've found over the years, the better the team you play, they are more, technically sound and are not going to hit you in ways that are going to injure you. They know how to play uh, a little, uh, know how to play better. And while you might get bumps and bruises, uh, you know, a a lot of times the, the, uh, the, the actual serious type injuries don't necessarily happen against SEC teams or, you know, or very, very good competition, which that will again continue this week. Uh, at Missouri. Chip, shifting gears away from football, pretty big announcement yesterday coming out of um, men's basketball, the the holiday dump, I don't know, but um, somebody's coming home. You know, uh, I was had to, had to run to Manchester early yesterday morning and uh, and I was driving back, and my phone rang, and it was Nick McDevitt, and and he said, "Hey, I got something to tell you. It's going to go on the website here in about 30 minutes." He goes, "But but I'm bringing Reggie Upshaw back. He's going to be uh, coordinator of player development, uh, which in in this case, he's going to be uh, the guy that that does a ton of workouts with individual players." all about, you know, individual skill development, that kind of thing. And Reggie had one of the most unique skill sets of anybody who's ever played at middle. And for my money, and I know there have been a lot of great players there, overall, when you take into everything he did, in the 40 years that I've been around middle basketball, to me, he's still the best player of all time. And uh, he's excited about coming back. He has retired from his professional career in Europe, played seven years over there, uh, did really well financially and also, uh, was on really good teams. So he's excited about coming back. He 
he has a real interest in getting into coaching and uh and while he you know he knows the game uh you know this will give him an opportunity to learn the coaching game and uh, the business of coaching and all of that and and it's 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 really uh I, I was just you know I could not have been more tickled to see that Reggie was coming home he finished his playing career at MTSU in 2017 listed in the top five all time in nine different categories for MTSU. Um, you, think when, them, you think when the 10 year uh, waiting period is over, you think he'll go in the hall of fame? Uh, you'd like to think, <laughs> you'd like to think um, fifth in points, fourth in rebounds, fifth in rebounds, fourth in steals, fifth in blocks, all-time leader in games played or tied for that, um, second in starts and second in minutes, and middle one, 99 games in his career, including um, the 2016 and the 2017 NCAA tournament wins over Michigan State and, and Minnesota. So, I mean, he brings something to that program just from – you know, I, I did a little something here. I won a few games here. I won a few big games here. I mean, that's that's something that I imagine is going to permeate a little bit throughout that program when he gets back. Well, I think that's the hope that, that Reggie comes in and those guys see, yeah, he has done it and he did it here. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and he also played at a very high level professionally in the, in the higher level leagues in Europe. And, uh, and the thing was, you know, Reggie was, you know, the first, probably the first oh, adjective that came that comes out of your mouth when you think about Reggie is is how tough he was. And 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 and, and he will, I promise you, he will make sure that rubs off on on these guys. And and it'll, he he is such a middle guy. And I, and I remember his senior night, how emotional that was. And. And uh, so it's going to mean a lot to him to help these guys get better. And it doesn't hurt that he can still get in there and mix it up with them a little bit either. I don't get That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And I think you'll, you'll probably see a little bit of that. It'll be an interesting transition for him to, uh, to go into the teaching and, and coaching role after being a player, gosh, for as long as he's been in, now in his career. Played in Germany, Spain, Italy, Israel, Ukraine, New Zealand, and Belgium. His his passport is pretty full. He's got he's got some uh, he's got some stickers on his suitcase. There's no question about that. No doubt. Chip, what else do we need to know between now and your trip to Como? All right. Well, we got uh, coach Coach Stock Show got moved to tonight because of Labor Day. So uh, folks can tune in on that. Uh, it'll be on the radio, of course, but we'll also be live streaming on Facebook and, and uh, you can get in there and just, you know, I'll have, get a little more info from, from coach tonight and, and uh, start getting all my stuff ready for this weekend. So it, it'll be after today, we'll have, to, uh, you know, after or after this weekend, rather, you have only four road games left for the whole year. And, uh, and, and you have three sets of two home games. So 
Last year, we never played back-to-back home games. This year, we'll play back-to-back home games three times, which that kind of helps take care of the body a little bit, too. Yeah. How was... Players and mine. So... How was Metro Diner Saturday morning? Didn't make the Metro Diner. Made uh, we went to uh, well we went to Bomb Hours on Friday night. Not Saw not that. the one cl- not the one close to campus. The one on the on, on by the interstate. And uh, we had a great time there. Uh, Saturday morning we went to an IHOP that we actually got our got got in in about ten minutes, but it took us two hours to get out. Uh, it was. Uh, you know, they they were going through a lot of the same thing that other places are right now with. Uh... Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, <laughs> I hear him. No, I think that's. I think that's me on the. Yeah, there you are. Chip, we appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good show tonight. Wow. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, rapid fire reaction again. Top five Tuesday at the the back end of the show as we rank and draft our top five athletes turned coaches. Obviously, off the big win from Coach Prime this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, we're right back. Rapid fire reaction right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. 
Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Lee Company Studio, Columbia, Tennessee. Got it all in. Congrats. Time for rapid fire reaction. And Maybe we need fire suits. Yeah. This is... Especially this is, when this studio gets like it's getting right now. No doubt. Came in here yesterday and... It was sweating because I didn't turn the air on. The air is on. And it's on today. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, off of rapid fire reaction, the Pac-12, <laughs> 13 and 0. Mm -hmm. Now. We ain't going down easy. Right? I, I mean, clearly... Clearly, the, the, the Pac-12 was on a mission this in week one. And, I mean, obviously, they didn't play a just yeah, let, brutal schedule, let, but they certainly Can we did. go through those results? Yeah, but they, but they definitely didn't. You know, th there were some games that they probably I mean, Boise could have lost. You know, Coastal UCLA was big, but. Well, let's not talk about that. Can we talk I'm talking about that one? No, I want to talk about that one. Actually, yes, you do. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously Colorado with the big win mm -hmm. over TCU, and that that's it. That's a game. That, you USC know. with the big win over Nevada. Yeah, I mean, speaking of games, we don't want to talk about. Cal beat North Texas. Will be Washington State beat. Colorado State would be Arizona over Northern Arizona. At least they won. How how was Oregon State and San Jose State on national TV? How? Because it was on Sunday. And there was literally nothing was there else. Nothing else. Home? It was the only game in that time slot. Wow. <laughs> there were only three games on Sunday, and there was eleven, two thirty, and six thirty. So mm. that's how. Man, being the only game in town will help you. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's a top 25 team. Look, San Jose State played the USC pretty tough. And who did Oregon State? Yeah, you're, it was San Jose State. And Oregon State? And Oregon State. Okay. Right. And they, they played they played USC tough in, in, you know, in week zero. So a lot of folks were, you know, curious, especially with Oregon State having to go to San Jose State. DJU, and, you know, there, there's a question mark there whether you want to admit it or not, Oregon State fans. And they answered it. And, look, it was it was a good game. Damian Martinez, 
First team all Pac-12 goes for 145. They took care of business with San Jose State. Oregon State and Washington State have the most to lose this season. You know, if they win, they, Oregon State's in the dead gum top 25. If they just keep winning, they, I mean, that, that's a big deal. So, you know, I, you kind of want to root for those two if you are, <laughs> you know, a Captain Chaos kind of guy. As you will. As I have been. Um, I will say this, I, and, and while we're on the Pac-12 subject, I don't know if you saw the athletics column over the weekend, but perhaps the most chaotic thing in the history of college sports could happen. The Pac-12 will have two teams next year. The NCAA requires a conference to have eight teams. What they also allow, however, is a two-year grace period to get to eight teams. Which means Oregon State and Washington State could conceivably play as the Tupac, as some has called them, which I love, by the way. <laughs> And they would receive 100% of the Pac-12's revenue. <laughs> from the CFP? From the CFP. From the bowl lines? Or from the... NCAA March Madness. From the College World Series. From women's NCAA tournament. So they would each receive 50%. All the money. All the money. So it might behoove them. It might behoove them to just go ahead just, and play it. Just chill. The thing is, they got a schedule. They got, they got to come up with a schedule. Well, they could play each other home and home and everything. That's or Play each other home and home and home and home and home. I mean, <laughs> you, could, you could conceivably come up with a scheduling alliance with the in basketball and in, in the Olympic sports with mm -hmm. the Pacific Coast League, right? With Gonzaga, St. Mary's, all them. Now you're again, as Christopher Gabriel has told us, you're going from arenas to gyms. But <laughs> who cares if you got money like that? Right. And yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep the main thing the main thing. And at that point, the main thing is fifty percent of half, Eddie. Now, you would get zero media deal, probably. I mean, you'd have to work out a media deal because obviously the Pac-12 network would go away. But you're going to get all the money. But here's the thing. Those other conferences have media deals. If you're playing against an ACC school, one would think that the ACC network would probably be where you would be playing. Now, you wouldn't get any money from that, but you're still going to get television right. exposure. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious if this may not be the play. I, I, I love the thought. Mm -hmm. Because you got to think, the Pac-12 money, from college football's playoff and from NCAA tournament money, it's got to be massive. 
probably more than 30 million a year. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that would be one of the most chaotic but most beautiful things to ever happen <laughs> in college sports. <laughs> and then what? I mean, at that point, you just take the money and go to the Mountain West and be rich AF. I mean, <laughs> pay that. You, you, Oregon State could pay their stadium off pretty quick. I'm just saying. It, it would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I would be for it. I'm, I'm all for it. <sighs> and their financial advisors are all for it. I as bet well. they are. Um, obviously, we've talked about Colorado. We've talked a little bit about LSU, but. It, how much of that LSU-Florida State game was one or the other? How much of it was Florida State? How much of it was LSU? And should LSU be worried? I don't know that LSU should necessarily be worried about anything that took place on the field, but I think that they should be worried about Brian Kelly's remarks following the game where he threw everybody under the bus except himself. Well... Uh, that's which really is a Brian Kelly staple. Yeah, I'm not sure anybody's surprised by that. Uh, not I, anybody that's been paying attention. I will say this, and, and I don't, I don't know who. Let, let me see if I can. I mean, if if find the information. if LSU thought they were the second coming of the Georgia Bulldogs, when did he realize it and what did he do about it? it well, it may have been in pregame warmups. I don't know. That being said, well, uh, at, at some point, though, most college coaches would have said, we thought we were the second coming of the Georgia Bulldogs, and that starts with me. Yeah, whether you clearly you did didn't or not. think that. <laughs> but yeah, you still got to say it. Unless Listen, you're Brian Kelly. Matt House, in his second year as LSU's defensive coordinator, if, if let me just let me tell you something. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. <laughs> if you have Harold Perkins. Don't don't be fooling with it. Let Harold Perkins be Harold Perkins. Mm. It, this is that's not rocket surgery. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby Jones. It's not. It's very simple. Let four be four. Some people gotta. Some people gotta get cute. Watch me coach. Mm. And you can't do that. No. Let Harold cook. Let him cook. Let him be him. <laughs> don't don't try to outthink the world. And now, you know, Florida State is. I, I think Florida State's top ten program. I think they're a top five program. I think this team is is capable, and I picked them to go to the college football playoff. I, I think this team is capable of winning the ACC, going to the college football playoff. They're certainly capable of winning the ACC more so today than they were uh, two Probably. days ago, uh, based on what we've seen. I mean, and I think it's important. I mean, if again, as we are so fond of asking around here, if not them, who? Yeah, I mean North Carolina. Because it, it, it damn sure ain't Clemson. It's well, and we knew that. 
after the Orange Bowl. I mean, anybody who watched the Orange Bowl knew that Clemson was not good enough to be the number one team in that conference. Well, and what a lot of people pointed out last night on on various social media channels and that kind of thing, one of the things that you need to be concerned about with Clemson, their receivers couldn't separate against Duke. They they had they had no ability. If they to can't throw the if they can't create separation with all due respect against Duke. Yeah, who in nine the and Atlantic, three last year Duke again or nine and four? Mm-hmm. But if they can't get away from players in Duke secondary, who in the Atlantic Coast Conference can they? Nah, I, I mean. There's there's going to be some teams. I mean, obviously they're going to beat the Boston Colleges. They're going to beat, okay. you know, Virginia and those type of teams. I, they're they're going to win seven eight ballgames, but they're not going to. Co- they're, they're not, not going to win be, the games that matter. They're Florida not going to beat Florida State, State, North Carolina. They're not going to beat North Carolina State. Right. They're probably not going to if they if they play Miami. They're not going to beat Miami. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're going to be out athleted on the outside every single time they go out there against a team that has a chance to win this conference. Right. And they're going to be the number three, four team in the ACC this year. And, and there are a lot of people who are here for that. That's a problem for, for, for Clemson. <laughs> and, you know, North Carolina did a great job. They throttled South Carolina, looked really good doing it. And, you know, I think a lot of people were sleeping on South Carolina they, or North Carolina. They were, they were not as highly ranked as I thought they should have been. I, I mean, we talked about how Drake May was probably the best quarterback in the conference. And if it's a quarterback-driven game, North Carolina should have been at least, you know, in the conversation with the other schools. Jordan Travis had a problem with that. Well, he, he, he certainly did. Look, Jordan Travis – Showed showed up and showed out on Monday night, but or on Sunday night, but again, Drake May is considered by most to be, you know, right behind Caleb Williams for the number one quarterback taken in the next in next year's draft. Oh, oh. And I think he he showed that he showed that he can be the guy. Mm-hmm. And so North Carolina is gonna is gonna play in this conference. Florida State's gonna play in this conference. Now, outside of that, it could be a hodgepodge of the Miamis. I think Georgia Tech's got a shot. Look, I, I know Georgia Tech, you know. They struggled against Louis, uh, against Louisville the other day. They, they struggled against Louisville, but Brent, Brent Key had them playing really well at the end of last year. I think by year's end, with a full year uh, under him, I think they're going to be, you know, a contender with the – the Virginia Techs, the Virginias, the the Wake Forests of the world, the Syracuse and, and Dukes that won eight ball games last year. I, I think they're going to be right there. So this is this is a conference that if Clemson isn't careful, will run away. The top part of it for sure, and they'll be back to where they were in 2012 before Taj Boyd arrived. Clemson plays Charleston Southern this weekend. They play Florida Atlantic the following weekend before 
the Seminoles come to town on September 23rd. The rest of their ACC schedule is at Syracuse. That's not an easy game to win, by the way. Wake at their place uh, or at, at Clemson. At Miami. That's, that's, that's a tough game. At North Carolina State. Don't think they'll win that one. They won't beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame coming to Clemson. Georgia Tech coming to Clemson. And North Carolina coming to Clemson. Well, they may not make a bowl. They'll make a bowl. No. Charleston Southern, Florida Atlantic. That's two. Wake Forest, Georgia Tech. Find me two more wins in that schedule. Based off what you saw last night, find me two more wins in that schedule. You can't do it. Guaranteed wins? Not guaranteed. Syracuse at is Miami, at best a toss-up. At Miami, at North Carolina State, no chance they win either. South Carolina's a toss-up. They beat them last year. Mm. And I can't argue with you. I'm not going out on that limb. I don't see why not. I mean, but you were right about TCU. I wish eight I months before the fact. I really wish I, I really wish I could find that stupid conversation because <laughs> I got absolutely creamed in that conversation. And I just want to go back and be like, I got receipts. <laughs> and I don't have the receipts. I didn't keep them. That's 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 your fault. It's brutal. <laughs> brutal. But no, seriously, I, I, this is not an easy schedule. No, no. And it's particularly not an easy schedule for a team that looked the way it looked last night. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, they don't they don't play. Boston College, they don't play Virginia, they, they don't, don't play, play Tech, they don't play Pitt. I mean, they got they, – they, that's mm. – golly. And again – Wouldn't that be something? I, I, I do believe – I do believe that Clemson has replaced Notre Dame as the team that I most like to see get beat. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> You're going to be rooting for Notre Dame on November 4th. Go figure. <laughs> Oh that, wow, that's that's ooh. at that point he may not be the coach. I mean, if they if, it, it if they lose at Syracuse and they start the season two and two, and then even if they beat Wake Forest but lose to Miami and North Carolina State, I mean, he'll be the, they're not going to fire him. Well, no, 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 they're not going to fire him. But does we've not seen Dabo struggle? We have, we just don't remember it. Before Taj Boyd, they were not very good. And he was the coach there for two years before Taj. Really? Yeah, but at that point, he didn't know any better. He it, was on the come up. At this yeah, point. he was. Now he, he's been to the he's been to the mountain. Right. And so. And he, he likes it there a lot. And he likes to preach from the top of it. He was. I don't. I don't know if I've got his record right here. He was. Four and three as the interim coach in 08, nine and five, six and seven, and then 10 and four, 11 and two, 11 and two. I mean, he was, he was six and seven in 2010, and then Taj Boyd came along. So, and they finished no worse than second in the ACC every year since. And, that, and they may not make a bowl this year. Hmm. All right. That was fun. 
<laughs> what was and will continue to be. Yeah, no fun. doubt. Let's take a break. When we come back, Top 5 Tuesday, athletes turned coaches. I've got my list. Hope you've got yours. We'll be right back after this. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. She's on Thinking Out Loud, presented by Regions, and out of pocket with Alyssa Lang. It is, in fact, Alyssa, Alyssa Lang. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to lower the bar for guests now. Oh, I'm no. like, apologies in advance. It sounds like... CC Commissioner Greg Sankey. You got that radio voice. I know. It's a good sound. You miss the radio, too. (laughs) As do we. And then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. So, And we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, Coach? That's it. So when you are on Main Street and you are moving... You gotta love it. Like you're moving. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone. We are back here on this Top 5 Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Tomorrow should be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll have more conversations, of course, about college football and Perhaps get into a little bit about the pro game that starts on Thursday. So that's exciting. NFL getting ready to kick off. And hopefully, and hopefully we'll have Heather's car with Heather Williams. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll text yeah. her. We'll text her all day tomorrow. At the top all hour, day. At the top of every hour. Just be like, hey, don't forget. Hey, don't forget. <laughs> She's going to be so mad by the time she comes. Yeah, she may not even come on. Intentionally. Yes. I didn't forget. No, I didn't forget. I I'm tired of you guys. <laughs> giving me grief. That does happen. Around here. We, we, we tend to give folks grief for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, Top 5 Tuesday is brought to you by Mid-South 5 Fitness at Steel Athletes on Instagram, steelathletes.com. Make sure to go see them. Let's, uh, let's get right into it as we get our Top 5 Athletes Turn Coaches, thanks to our friend Coach Prime. Now, is he eligible? Sure. Okay. Anybody's eligible for all I care. Um, here we go. And we'll start uh, with the number generator. And, Mo, you'll be second today. Okay. Uh, Justin, you'll be first, and I'll be third. So, all right. J.K. with the first pick in the draft. Prime time, baby. <laughs> Straight up. Just get it out the way. Get it out of the way. Get it All out right. the way. All, All right. right. I'm number two. You are. Um. Does 1976 Olympic gold medal winner make you an athlete? Yeah, it absolutely does. Then I'm going with Pat Summit. Nice loophole there. Um, so here's the thing. I didn't, we have athletes turn coaches. Here's my, here's my problem mm-hmm. is I don't know if I want – do they have to be great at both? Do they have to just be a great I athlete? don't think they have to be necessarily great at both because I don't, I don't know that Deion Sanders is great at but both. But do they need to be a better coach than they were a player? 
I think they need to be great at one or the other. Okay. Because, like, Larry Bird could be on the list, but he was a terrible coach. Like, I feel like to be on this list, you got to have been at least somewhat decent at coaching. That's fair. I mean, I feel like, like you can't pull out, like, some guy that coaches in the major leagues right now that the highest he ever got was single A. Like that's, come on. I think you have to be a recognizable name yeah. at the very least. That's just yeah. kind of where I'm at. So I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm like, gosh. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll kind of go on a case by case. Yeah, go I ahead. think so. I'm going to go with Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. Nate, yeah. So, that's, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> he was on my list, by the way. As is Larry Bird. Uh, well, I, but, yeah. Larry was a terrible coach. He was, he was a terrible <laughs> Even coach. Even worse, GM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Justin, go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to go Bart Starr. I mean, he coached. He wasn't very good at it, but he coached. Really? I thought he was good. Was he bad? He he was not great, but that's, uh, but he was a great player. He was a great player. I mean, I, I don't know. Let, let me look up Bart Starr's because I, I saw him on, on some lists, and, and I'm just like, as a as a coach, he was the head coach of the Packers from 75 to 83. I mean, I don't Eight years. Okay. So I, mean, I don't think they were very good during that stretch, though. Well, they, I mean, they weren't so bad that they fired but him. They, <laughs> so I guess that's how are you gonna fire Bart Starr though? How do you fire your legend? <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't hate the pick. I, no, he was no. he was he was certainly listed among the folks that you know I have seen. So anyway, I'm down I'm down for it, Mo. Okay, I'm gonna go with Mike Vrabel. That, that's a great listen. I think. I, Again, you know that I think Mike Vrabel is a top three coach in, in the mm-hmm. NFL right now, which reminds me, I, we, we can have this discussion later, but is Andy Reid the greatest coach of all time? I, I think that's a discussion we need to have Ooh, this week. Okay. We, I, we, I'm just saying, we might have to have it tomorrow. It, it, it Maybe with, with Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. You're number two. My, my number two? Oh, yeah, it, it's up to me. I'm going to stay hoops, Pat Riley. Give me the three peat. Hey, be careful. JK. Um, I'm gonna go Dick LeBeau. That's a good one. It's on the list. <laughs> now was he a head coach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um my number three, and there's great value in this pick, by the way. Bill Russell. See, I don't remember what Bill did as a as a coach. Coach, yeah. So he he, I mean, it didn't quite match up to what he did as a player, but yeah, I, I just yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. why that's why I had to put him on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go baseball here, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go Joe Torre. Good call. Braves legend. Yeah, right. Justin? Uh, I'm going to go Doc Rivers. Okay. I'm going to see your Joe Torre. And go Braves legend? And raise you Lou Pinella. Ooh. Former a- AL Rookie of the Year. That's a good one. All right, Justin. 
No, it's my turn. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's your turn. Then I'm going to go with Braves legend Dusty Baker. Oh, oh, you're killing me. That that's that's great. <laughs> I didn't even have him on my list. That's awesome. That's I was surprised he wasn't number one. Oh, oh man, that's that hurts. Justin, number five. Number five for me. Uh, a little bit of a tear between. Well, I'll just go. I'll just Steve Kerr's got to be number five for me. Just because the championship. So I was going to go my Ditka, but that's a good one. He was on my list, and I will go so far as to say it. If you had not taken him, I would have. Right now. Um. My number five. I'm going with Dan Reeves. Dang it! <laughs> I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna catch him at five. I did. Most Super Bowls participated in in history. Dan Reeves, that's a good one. Well, I mean, J.K. just got me, so yeah, it, it only, it's only fair. Oh man, that's brutal. <laughs> brutal. Well, I mean, if that's the case, I'm gonna go with the uh, one of only two people to be. To win a Super Bowl as a player, an assistant, and a head coach, the Super Bowl shuffle, worst draft in the history oh, of God. all of NFL history. I couldn't history. even put him on my list. Mike but yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Man, other others on the list: Lenny Wilkins, Lenny Wilkins, Don Shula, Don Shula, Mike, Mike Singletary, yeah, uh, who was decidedly not a great coach. Pat Riley? Did we say Pat Riley? No. I, I, took, I took Pat Twat in, in round number two. Yeah. Okay. Um, Terry Francona. Mm. I mean, Jerry Sloan. Jerry Sloan. There's there's some really really good ones. Mm-hmm. Tom Flores, who mm-hmm. the other guy who went as You're a right. coach, assistant, a head coach, and a player. But yeah, I, I mean, that's good. It is. So come back tomorrow. Oh. Heather Williams, NASCAR. Good Lord willing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll also uh, continue college football discussions that so we've got plenty to talk about we, and, and much, much more. So come back with us at 2 o'clock here on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We look forward to seeing you on Main Street Media TV in the Lee Company studio then. Mm-hmm.